So if you'll turn uh, to the back of your hymnal, uh, we'll look at the catechism question number 34, which is on page 872. And then in a moment, I'll read for us John chapter 1, verse 12, as sort of our key verse, though we'll look at other verses as well, uh, as regards our adoption. And then do keep your finger open to the catechism um, during the teaching itself. I'm going to have us turn to the confession, which is also in, in the book, and I'll give you the page number for that in a moment. But let's read together question 34. Um, join me in the answer. Uh, what is adoption? Adoption is an act of God's free grace whereby we are received into the number and have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. What a wonderful summary, right? Uh, John 1.12, But to all who did receive him, that is Christ, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, I wish there was a word in English uh, for this feeling where... And, and maybe you'll relate to this. You're, you're, uh, you're at an opening weekend for a movie with your friends. It's a matinee showing. Uh, it's just a great adventure movie, and you're having so much fun with your friends. And about halfway through the movie, you have this tinge of regret because you know you could tell that the movie is crested, and now we're heading toward the back half of the movie, which means the movie is going to be over. <laughs> but then you remember that your time with your friends is not over. You're at the movie, but you're doing a sleepover after the movie. And so you know that it's not the end of the story. You, you can revel in this movie, but it's, it's just the, like the tip of the iceberg of the weekend because you know you're going to go with your friends and talk about the movie and, and, and enjoy games together and stay up way too late and regret it the next day. Um, I, 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 maybe there's a word in English for that feeling where uh, similar to when, you, when you're a kid and you have you know, two weeks off for Christmas, it feels like forever. It, this idea of this overflowing amount of time, that it, it's not over. Uh, the gospel is good like that. Uh, the gospel is good like that in that it's ever-flowing, it's overflowing, even in this life, certainly in the life to come. I mean, we can meditate on that all day, but even in this life, uh, he who did not spare his own son for us will certainly graciously give us all things. Uh, it, it's language like Psalm 23 that our cup overflows. And I think this part of the catechism uh, that we're looking at, what, what benefits uh, do uh, those who receive salvation partake of uh, in this life? We'll look at the benefits in the life to come, but even in this life, the cup is overflowing. And uh, question 34, especially as we're about to go to uh, chapter 12 of the confession, I think it just starts to capture this overflowing nature, even as we meditate just on this one concept, that those who are justified in Christ are adopted, are able to call him Father. Uh, we could, we'll meditate here for just a moment, but I, I hope that spills over into the week for you and certainly in my heart. Um, just revel in the fact that you could pray our Father, who art in heaven, uh, that he is your father. Well, we'll look in a moment at uh, uh, the Confession, chapter 12. If, if you want to turn there, it's page 855. Uh, the larger catechism similarly does, but I think in this case, chapter 12 is just one section on adoption, and it just lays out uh, at least you could count 10 things, uh, 10 benefits that we receive through adoption. When we're adopted, um, we have these 10 things given to us. Um, I'm 
stealing a bit from an old Scottish Presbyterian named Dr. Robert Shaw. Uh, he sort of helped summarize these 10 things. I, I changed the language here and there. Um, but let me read for you from the confession first, uh, chapter 12, and then we're just very quickly. I just want to put these in front of you and then, and then pray that you might meditate on them the rest of the week. So chapter 12 puts it this way. All those who are justified, God vouchsafeth, it's a great word, uh, that means to give or grant something to someone graciously. So he's given us graciously. Uh, in and for his only son, Jesus Christ, to make partakers of the grace of adoption, by which we are taken into the number, just like the catechism says, and enjoy the liberties and privileges of the children of God. And now it's going to say, if it was a Q&A here, what are those privileges and liberties of the children of God? Uh, they have his name put upon them, receive the spirit of adoption, have access to the throne of grace with boldness, are enabled to cry, Abba, Father, are pitied, protected, provided for, and chastened by him as by a father, yet never cast off, but sealed to the day of redemption, and inherit the promises as heirs of everlasting salvation. And of course, if, if you look it up, and you could go online to see, um, I'm not sure, I don't think that gives the scripture references, right? Uh, just trying to put it clearly for us to see, but you could look up the scripture references for each one. I mean, that could be a months-long devotion, just looking at each of those lines and saying, what are the scriptures they had in mind? But you, th- I love chapter 12. You could tell it was a bunch of pastors and elders that sat down and were caring for people and said, what is adoption, right? Uh, so the caricature that they were sort of just like these esoteric, no, they were pastors saying, uh, what do our people need to know about adoption from scripture? So very quickly, um, the, maybe the quickest 10-point teaching, hopefully, Lord willing, that you've ever had. In adoption, number one, we obtain a new name. We obtain a new name. And that's that line, we have his name put upon them. Uh, we saw this in the Great Commission, go and baptize them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, notice I said into, the, the word can be like into, just like we're baptized into the water, we're into the name of the triune God. His name is placed upon us. Um, or even Revelation 3.12 says, The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven, and my own new name. Having a name placed upon you, a, a, a new name, uh, is, a, is a powerful thing uh, to have that sort of identity. Uh, anyone who's experienced adoption, even in our uh, culture, um, in our culture, when you're adopted, your birth certificate is changed uh, to reflect the name of the family that you're now a part of. Uh, and it's pretty incredible that even on just a, a human cultural level, we, we see that. How much more um, the Father uh, placing his name upon us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We obtain a new name, a new identity. Uh, number two, in adoption, we receive the spirit of adoption. We receive the spirit of adoption. And, and perhaps that's where your mind went, Romans 8. Uh, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Uh, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Calvin was reminding us that that term Abba, a very personal name. Um, in some ways... Um, it, it probably gets overblown, but even the Jews in Jesus' day, just for Jesus to call God Father, let alone Abba, was sort of, whoa, 
Uh, we don't do that. <laughs> That's irreverent. And so, to, to, so then to call him Abba, uh, this very personal name, and yet the Spirit, who is God himself, dwells within us, uh, 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 testifying to our spirit, uh, reminding us, no, you can call him Abba, a father. Uh, so as we saw before, the father chooses, the son purchases, the spirit seals redemption to us, uh, and, and, and even our redemption, or sorry, even our adoption is a part of that. In, in other words, we are not receiving some thing called adoption. Uh, we are being adopted by the work of the spirit um, and father and son, obviously, but it, we're not receiving a thing. Uh, we're being adopted into, um, into relationship with the triune God. Number three, in adoption, we have access to the throne of grace. We've looked at this over the, the past weeks. Of course, Hebrew, uh, Hebrews 4.16 uh, is where that phrase comes from. Let us draw near to the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Um, and, and, and they use that word boldness, not uh, flippancy or kicking the door down and demanding things of God. Um, that's not what the kind of boldness, it's a humble boldness, but it's a boldness that they're willing to use uh, the term, uh, have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God, right? Our children have a right to ask of us food, right? We wouldn't say, whoa, you're being presumptuous, (laughs) Um, unless we've already given them a lot of food, but that's different. Um, No, have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God, and we get that, again, our key verse from John 1.12, uh, he gave the right to become children of God. Uh, right? Can, can you fathom that? Again, even in our culture, someone who's adopted and has their name changed, they now have a right. Uh, and in fact, the, the, uh, you know, if they don't care for that child, um, they will eventually receive uh, you know, uh, penalties for that. They can't say, well, they're my adopted child. Sorry. <laughs> like they've been adopted into your family. They have a right to all the, the same uh, love and care. Uh, as if they were your own child, because they are. Uh, so we have access to the throne of grace. Number four, in adoption we are, uh, we obtain an adoption, or in adoption we are objects of the Father's loving disposition. The Father's loving disposition. We looked at that this morning. Um, that uh, it's, it's not just that we're given a, a right to pray to God as sort of a, uh, in sort of a stoic way, um, and perhaps, depending on how our fathers were growing up, maybe, maybe your father was more sort of in his office, you know, with his tobacco pipe, and you could certainly ask him something, but it, it wasn't an intimate relationship. Uh, some people have fathers like that. That's not the image that we have here. Uh, even the divine say, we are enabled to cry, Abba, Father. We're pitied, protected, provided for, chastened by him as a father. We looked at Romans 8 that said that, Look to Abba, Father. I forgot that Galatians 4, 6 as well. It says, because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Um, it, it's amazing to have that kind of intimate uh, relationship. In, in my own life, some of you have met my dad, who is technically my stepdad, uh, from when I was very young. And I remember the day, standing in the kitchen, uh, that I, you know, walked up sort of sheepishly and, and asked if I could call him dad, you know, and I'm a little kid, so I'm thinking, uh, oh, man, I hope he, you know, has to think about it, and uh, I'll make my case. Um, looking back, of course, my parents were crying, um, and, and what a sweet moment, and, and from then on, it, he's 
been dad, right? Uh, that, that intimacy that some of us have been blessed to have with our earthly fathers, uh, we have, and, and for those who haven't, uh, we have through our heavenly father. Um, it, we have sympathy from him, it says. We have, we have pity from him. It's a disposition, again. Um, and, and, and again, we, we've come to this time and again that it, it's not just that God, the Father, gave the Son to save us and forgive us in some detached way. Um, again, I, I often, as I sit with people, kind of hear, I know I'm forgiven, I just don't know if God likes me very much. Um, and no one would say it that way. Uh, we're too... We know that's not right, uh, but our heart can believe things that our head knows isn't right. Um, but it's a disposition which changes everything, uh, that through the son's work, the father looks upon us with a fatherly disposition. He'll discipline us. We'll look at that in a moment. Uh, it's not that he's soft with us, um, but it's a, a fatherly disposition. Um, uh, one of our great hymns, uh, Jesus, I, my cross have taken, says, Think what spirit dwells within thee. Think what father's smiles are thine. Think that Jesus died to win thee. Child of heaven, canst thou repine? Repine meaning to fret or be discontent or worry. Uh, Don't fret. Think what father's smiles are thine. Not just that he's not displeased with you. That's amazing enough. But that he smiles upon you uh, through Christ. Uh, In adoption number five, we enjoy the Father's protection. Uh, The Father's protection. And that's where they just start listing, protected, provided for, chastened by him. Um, Maybe you've seen those uh, uh, great compilation videos of, uh, they call them dad saves, where, and there's plenty of mom saves too, obviously, but there's these videos. It it gives you a heart attack because it's it's a kid going down and they're and on their little trike and they're about to go right out into traffic and, and at the very last minute a dad like one arms the, the the kid up like this and saves them and a car goes by that would have and, and and it's just one after another so that by the end you're kind of like I can't watch this anymore um but it's these amazing uh these amazing rescues um and yet God provides for us protection uh, from things we don't even know he's protecting us from. But think about the Lord's Prayer, right? It, certainly it starts, Our Father in Heaven, which is amazing enough. Um, Hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, of course. Um, but it, toward the end it says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. Certainly saving us, protecting us from our own sinful dispositions, uh, but also delivering his people. Uh, from his and our enemies, as the Catechism elsewhere says. Number six, in adoption, we receive the Father's provision. A provision, and that's where we pray, give us this day our daily bread. That's where Jesus in Luke 11 and others, you know, will, will your Father, if, if you ask him for a fish, give you a serpent? Um, if you ask for an egg, will he give you a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father uh, give the Holy Spirit or elsewhere give good things to those who ask him? Um, is from the lesser to the greater, if even earthly fathers know how to take care of their children, how much more your Heavenly Father will he take care of you? He knows you need these things, Jesus says elsewhere. You don't have to go fretting after them because he provides for you. Uh, and yet, do we always believe this or act as if this is true? Um it, my boys, I could pick on them, they're home tonight, but they, 
they are three years old, and 1,000% of the time, if they need their water bottle, they yell for it, like, water! <laughs> like, when have I never given you water? <laughs> and it's usually, like, that far away. <laughs> um, it, like, it's like they're, dr- well, op- opposite of drowning, but it, it, it's amazing. But how often we do that uh, with God, uh, that we, we, we act as if he's never provided before, uh, forgetting, and, and, and then we're reminded that he does provide every time. Uh, just like Psalm 30 this morning, he, he moves us even through hardship from I am sufficient in myself to praying, give us this day our daily bread. I was talking with someone the other day that it's, off, it's in our trials that give us this day our daily bread becomes not just a general hypothetical sort of, oh, that's nice. It's good to remind ourselves that we don't provide. No, when you're in the midst of hardship, that prayer becomes a lifeline. You say, Lord, give me my hourly bread. Uh, I need it from your hand. So he provides for us. Number seven, uh, we receive the Father's correction. Uh, It says we're chastened by him as by a father. And we looked at that Hebrews text this morning, Hebrews 12, meditate there, uh, that it's it's because he loves us that he disciplines us, uh, just like our earthly fathers. My dad, one time I was in pretty big trouble, and he sent me to my room and I couldn't come out until I had mastered my times tables. Um, and that's when I mastered my times tables. <laughs> I can look back to the day and the hour. Uh, I, I don't have that for salvation, but I know when I mastered my times tables. And it was through my dad's kind of genius discipline. I don't know if he was thinking of it that way. But uh, how much more so the sovereign God who works all things for good. Um, who, unlike earthly fathers, isn't as haphazard and make mistakes and have to apologize to our children. Other dads in the church, I'll, I'll talk to them about it. Um, no, God never has to apologize to his children. Everything he works for good. He is shaping us into the image of his beloved son. And so if you're in the midst of hardship right now, it's not for naught. He is working that uh, for your good. Number eight, we have the unfailing establishment of our sonship. That's where the confession says, yet never cast off, but sealed to the, to the day of redemption. Uh, all throughout scripture, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Or John ten twenty nine, my father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. We could live there for a while. Number nine, our heirs of all the promises. We inherit all the promises. Remember 2 Corinthians 1, 20. For all the promises of God find their yes and amen in him. Uh, that is why through him that we utter our amen to, the, uh, to God for his glory. Can you help me? What are some promises from scripture? Let's just say a few of them. I will never leave you or forsake you. That's a promise. What's another promise? That's right. That's right. With you and your children after you, I'll be with you. Okay. All that you need for life and godliness provided by me. That's a promise. Okay? What other promises? He'll be with us. Amazing. What? Yeah, I love that. Psalm 121, right? He never slumbers. He who watches over Israel will never slumber or sleep. He's not sleeping at the wheel. He's, he's taking care of you. Any others? That's right. 
Isn't that amazing? Even those identity passages are promises because God's saying it. He's saying, you are this. You are a chosen race, royal priesthood. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's able to save to the uttermost. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, God uses what is foolish for his glory. Okay, maybe a couple more here. We can, we can go all day, of course, but the scripture is full of promises. When you start having that lens, what's, what's God promising? He promised to his disciples that he would send his spirit to bring all things to the remembrance where he had taught them and guide them into the truth. That's right. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, those whom he justified eventually at the end of the list, glorified. And it's, it's written in English like in the past tense, like it's done. <laughs> Uh, but we're awaiting it still. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. Some of you have this memorized. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what's the promise? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then remember 2 Corinthians 1, 20, for all the promises of God find their yes in Christ. So that we say in adoption, we are heirs of the promises, all of those promises. We have a right to them in Christ. Number 10, we are heirs of a rich and glorious inheritance. Romans 8 again says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. Uh, see that union with Christ, which we'll look at in a few weeks. We suffer with him now, but we will be glorified with him. Just as we died with him and rose with him, and one day fully in glory, as Hannah was uh, reminding us. Um, we are heirs. We've been focusing on what we have in this life, but that's like the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to receive in the life to come as children of God. So that as we think of these, bringing these to a close, John elsewhere in First John says, See what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Um, and so we have that, again, that, that wonderful line from, uh, uh, from the hymn, earlier in that hymn, um, uh, by Henry Light, um, uh, which, by the way, Henry Light's uh, uh, background, his, his own father— um, when he would write letters to him, would sign them as uncle. Um, he sort of disowned his son. Uh, his son, uh, Henry, or, or I'm probably mixing up. No, yeah, Henry Light. He, um, he did find sort of a family that took him in on the holidays, et cetera. But uh, it, with all of that background, he writes, he pens these lines. I have called thee Abba Father. Uh, I have stayed my heart on thee. Storms may howl and clouds may gather, all must work for good to me. And then elsewhere, soul then know thy full salvation, rise over sin and fear and care, a joy, joy to find in every station, something still to do or bear. Think what spirit dwells within thee. Think what father's smiles are thine. Think that Jesus died to win thee. Child of heaven, canst thou repine. And if we could end on that thought, child of God, think what father's smiles are yours and all the privileges and rights that come to you through Jesus Christ. Uh, let's, let's pray to that end. Uh, God, we thank you that we can address you as Father. 
and not presumptuously, but through the work, the finished work of Christ in redeeming us, justifying us. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would, uh, our whole Christian life, but even this week, that we would revel in and receive and trust in all the promises that we're heirs to, all the rights and privileges of being your children, uh, that you would give us great boldness to be able to trust, to love, to serve, all the things that you would have us do uh, even this week. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.